Well, how you doing out there, Colored Commentary family? It is your boy Marcus Lloyd in here for Colored Commentary, colorful conversations by colorful people about Christianity, culture, and race. And with me, as always, Mr. Reverend uh, Pastor, uh, the Reverend, uh, the, the Reverend, the Reverend Doctor Bishop Antoine Malone, <laughs> the, re- the Reverend Doctor Bishop. Doctor. <laughs> How you doing, Antoine? What it do? What it do? What's up, everybody? How are y'all doing today? Hope oh. everybody's doing well as we come toward the last quarter of the year. Twenty twenty one went by pretty quick. Yeah, uh, you know, with being how slowly. 2020 went if we're even counting 2020 i don't know if we're really i know when i think about things in my life i for whatever reason 2020 disappears when i'm talking about it like i ran into uh, a cousin of mine i was at a church and i ran into a cousin and and i was like hey man what's going on like how are you doing he's like good good it's like man what was the last time we saw each other it's like ah it's it was like last year i was like no bro it was like two years ago Oh yeah, that was 2019. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, we, we just right. lost a year. You know, so, yeah, we don't uh, even think about 2020. We try to rem- we were trying to forget it. Unfortunately, it's going to be one that goes down in history. 2020 yeah. is a banner year. Yeah, it really is. You won't be able to forget it, which is why I think we're trying now to forget it. But you know, coming coming soon to a theater near you is what is, uh, is, is a the- movie about 2020. Probably, oh. <laughs> probably what around uh, 20. I don't know around. 2023, I think maybe. Somebody Wait, you think a movie it. on 2020? I think somebody's going to make a movie quickly about 2020. Yep, I do. Or at least some things that happened in 2020. Okay, okay. I, we, I, we might get it. We might get it. I mean, th- if, if you're a screenwriter, yeah. 2020 is... Got plenty of stuff for you. Yeah, like, you can Anything. write all kinds of things. Yeah, you got major sections. You got the whole mask stuff. You got COVID, obviously. You got yep, you had the, the whole political issues, scene. Yeah, political scene. Like you could just take sections of just pieces and make movies out of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, hey, maybe they'll make a series. Let's <laughs> get a get a nice maybe. TV series, twenty twenty, and just kind of walk it through. Maybe. But I don't know if I'm gonna want to relive that. That's the thing is I don't want to. I don't know if I want to watch a movie on it but i guess that's like anything you know uh you know we are old enough to have been a part of the september 11th um uh situation and so i don't like watching stuff about that either right Right. so i wonder if it's going to be similar about things about 2020 i don't know but 2020 did it you know it launched us into a lot there's a lot of things that came out and that's part of what we're going to talk about today but you know before we kind of jump into that like Let's tell the people about what's going on. Like, I mean, you know, this is one of the places that they can find it. But, you know, we've we've been throwing stuff and engaging some stuff into our threaded collective. Antoine, tell the people about it. Yeah, man. Well, if you guys, man, we've done so much to there's so much happening with threaded. So you guys, just, you, you guys just stay tuned. There's going to be some really great stuff going on. It's good stuff going on right now, but lots of excitement. But one of the things that we are really, really uh, looking forward to building out is the collective, uh, what we call the collective. It's a membership community that um, uh, we hope where we get to have a relationship with you and you get to have a relationship with other people where everybody starts kind of learning and growing together. So what the collective is, is us trying to create a safe space and adding resources to that space and creating space for you guys to encourage and be encouraged by each other. Um, so that we can all grow on how to bring the gospel to the sort of racial conflict around us. And so we want to develop that relationship with you. So 
if you go to the Threaded Collective, uh, it's wearethreaded.org slash collective, you can find out everything there is to know about the collective. Each month, we provide new resources that help uh, collect, <laughs> collect, and that help uh, teach <laughs> or resource you in some way. And, and coming very soon, we're going to be uh, really emphasizing a community space mm. where you can come and talk and share kind of like a Facebook group, but not on Facebook, especially right. with all the craziness that's going on yeah, with Facebook right now. Uh, so we want to try to get that community going. So I really like the idea that I want to be able to interact with you guys and, and talk and chat in between our shows and all in real time when issues really happen, like this John Gruden thing. Oh, right. Oh. We could have been, we could be talking, you know, we could be talking about that in the community. So, so stuff like that, where we can just kind of get in and, 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 and chat in a safe space. Uh, that's what we want to create for you guys and help, help make it happen. So go and check out the, the collective, join it. There's a little bit of a fee, uh, but we think Marshall. it's very reasonable and nominal, it helps. Yeah. Nominal, nominal fee. fee, but it, but it, but it helps us, it helps us be able to continue to create these resources and create the space uh, that we think is so necessary for, for where we are right now. So yeah. go check it out. Hope you, hope you join it. Yeah, it's, it's great. You know, I, I was talking to somebody who, uh, on the East coast the other day, you were just talking about threaded and just some of the materials and things we provide. We've got, you know, curriculums, uh, that we can do with small groups and different things. And a lot of times that curriculum, you know, you create it and it kind of stays where it is. And so they were asking, okay, so what sort of continual education, if you will, does threaded do to kind of, does it update these curriculums? Does it do that? And yes, there's an aspect of where some of the curriculum get updated, but it's actually that collective that we get to kind of dig in on things consistent, constantly and consistently. There's some foundational things that we will put on there that you will hear. It's like, hey, this is, this is what we think about racism. This is what we think about X, Y, Z. But it allows us to really throw into that space like, okay, whatever's whatever's the new minefield that's coming up, right? Like, you know, uh, people are still talking about critical race theory, Antoine. Like, we've been talking about that. I want to say right. two years, but I don't know if I'm missing the 2020. One year if we, if we take out <laughs> we 2020. Take 2020 <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? And again, there's people who've been talking about it even longer than that. So we, we're not throwing any shade yeah. on that. But at the same time, it's like, we got to still keep talking. And so we create new videos that deal with specific aspects of that so that people can go there and grow. Uh, you know, we've got facilitators who are facilitating small groups. And so they're learning how to facilitate even more effectively. And so that's where we throw in different things about how to have good conversations. And what does that look like to to deal with certain characters, if you will, uh, that jump yeah. up in your small group, yeah, uh, things of that nature. And so there's a lot of that that we can throw in there. So I love the I love the collective excited and excited. We've got some faculty that are going to be joining us that are going to be able to jump in there and, and give some things throughout. So I'm excited about that. Um, but, you know, even with I, there's a lot going on, like you said, with Threaded, but even colored commentary, you know, as you jumped into this new season of ours, uh, you, you've probably seen that we're doing live stuff as well. So we love like the interaction, like there's nothing that Antoine and I love more than like a good like panel discussion, <laughs> you know, like where Real somebody's tall. like, hey, questions from the crowd. Let's talk about some things. Let's, you know, do some learning in public, but also uh, some communicating and some brainstorming. And so we love uh, doing that. So what we decided to do is we're doing a live and it's usually the fourth, uh, the fourth Friday of each month and kind of a lunchtime. Like, you know, you get your lunch, you sit down at your desk or wherever you go, turn it on at 1130 and we're going and uh, it's on YouTube. And uh, you can subscribe to the YouTube page, Colored Commentary YouTube page, and you can find 
the lives there. You can see all the dates that are out there, but it's usually like that, that fourth Friday of the month where we come in and you get to put your questions in the chat and we deal with those questions right there as well as questions that people uh, send us at other times as well. So in fact, Antoine, we've got a place when people want to put in questions for not only the color commentary, but just generally, uh, where, where, are they can, where can they find those questions? Yeah, so you guys go to wearethreaded.org slash question. Oh, that's um, very complicated stuff. It's very complicated. It's yeah, a you, single you, question, right? Not questions. Just, not, not, I think it is just one question. Just you know, one, because when you go just, in there, you know. Just, 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 just one question. One at a time. One at a time. <laughs> but yeah, but we want to uh, we want to make sure that, uh-oh, wait a minute. Actually, no. I think it's plural. Oh, it's plural. It is Good. plural. Good. I'm going to make, you know what? I'm going to make it to where they both go to this. <laughs> so someone puts, <laughs> someone puts question in there or questions. It'll go to the same thing. It's making but, it happen. Um, go make it happen. But, but the, I, I think even on these shows, like even, yeah. even the recorded shows, like I love to have an element where we like, Hey, this came in from the mailbag or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, and, and yeah. be able to just deal with a question that, that you guys have. So we really want to ratchet up the interaction is what we're trying right. to do. That's why we're doing the lives. That's why we're doing the collective. That's why we're doing the community stuff. So we want to interface with you guys more. We know that it is tough out there. And most of the time you are dealing with people who you have to contend with in some sort of way. And we think we could be a space where we could be uh, a life source in this conversation. So we want to increase that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's that's part of the reason we exist. We want to be a guide and help people as they try to weave their community back together across all these divisive lines. So, uh, you know, and, and part of the, the way to do that, Antoine, is you know, dealing with some of these topics that 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 people are dealing with. And 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 in this kind of space, we're talking about our color commentary show, kind of talking about some of the things that we're seeing out there and trying to help us, you know, uh, as a community, get our hands and our heads around it. And today, yes, today, Antoine, we this are going day. to broach the topic of nationalism. Ominous music follows. Dun, dun, dun. I know yeah, everybody. Exactly. Should we should we be nervous? Is this a, is this a nervous conversation? Do you feel nervous around this? Uh, I look. I, I'm on Zoom right now. Like, I ain't feeling nervous <laughs> about but but I do have. But I am in a neighborhood that is that is that is that has folk um, that I would consider are very strong proponents. And I don't know if they're proponents, but they're practitioners, if you will. Uh, of what I think nationalism you know sort what? Of has become. Do, here's, here's a quick question, though. Yeah. And it's not a deep question, but okay. do, do, do nationalists self-identify as a, like yeah. American nationalists? Would, like, would someone come in and say, yeah, I'm kind of an American nationalist? Like, do they self-identify or is that some, is that a label that's put on? Yeah, that's what I was thinking the same thing. Like, I think it's more of a label. Like, I don't know. You know, I don't know if people like to, particularly in America, if they like to label themselves, you know, I don't know mm. if they love to do that. Maybe they do. Maybe I'm, I'm speaking out of turn. But at least in this category, I don't see people walking around and going, I'm a nationalist. They will say things like, I'm a, I'm a capitalist. I'm a socialist. I'm a Democrat. I'm a Republican. But for this thing, I don't know if I've seen people labeling themselves as nationalists. Themselves as that. I wonder, you know, that's, I just, I'm going to add that to my, I think, Next time I come across someone who I think fits the description of a nationalist, I may ask them, like, would you consider yourself a nat-? Like, that's an yeah. interesting question to hear. Uh-huh. So to me, is there, if there's someone who's listening to this, to this and want to say, yeah, I, I do identify as a nationalist, 
and like shoot us an email or something. Like I, I want to, cause I want to, I want to, I want to, there's a part of me wants to get into the psychology of that. Like, yeah. so what makes you say you are a nationalist? And I'm not even ready to say it's a good or bad thing at this second. I'm just saying just neutrally at the moment, like what makes you pick that? What makes yeah, you I identify want- that? Or if you don't want to identify as that, then what's up with that? Yeah. Well, and I think it's interesting, right? It's a great way to even think through it. It's, um, you know, there's a lot, there, there are things in my life that when that I was promoting or ways in which I was acting that lined up, you know what I mean? With certain ways in which people have identified sort of labels. Um, and so to right. be able to be asked the question of like, Hey, are you, this is a helpful thing. Cause then I can kind of you know, kind of go, well, not really, or make an adjustment. Right. But, but it's been helpful too, also to, to recognize that I think there are ways that we kind of do things that, that people can grab and kind of put a label upon. Right. Like I, I've, I realized as I, as I discovered several years ago, this term uh, missiologist, right. I realized once I got the term and I understood it and I got a definition, I saw how it works. I realized that I had been acting like a missiologist for a long time. Or, uh, you know, I remember I had a mentor and I was talking about being missional and I was saying, oh, so-and-so over there is missional. You know what I mean? I don't think I'm missional. He was like, Marcus, <laughs> that's exactly what you are. And so being, you know, and, and understanding more about missiology and being missional, those kinds of things, I don't have a problem with that. I think that I come at the Bible from a, a missiological standpoint, and I think that's helpful for me to know. So that as I'm dealing with people who are not quite at that space or not in there, I, I can know how to differentiate myself. So I think that that's. That's interesting. I'd love to hear what people have to yeah, say. Yeah, I mean, that's, and that's a that's a kind of good, good, like, example, like, missiologist is a great thing to be. I think you and I both have been. Well, not everybody would agree with that, but I... I, uh, I, 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 I suppose, <laughs> depending on what, what is your mission, you know, I suppose, sure. is, is, is part of it. But, but I think you and I both have received labels mm. in our discourse, discourses over people with, with, with people, I've been called Marxist. I've been yep. called socialist. I've yep. been called unpatriotic. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been called um, uh, divisive. Sure. I've been called, well, I guess divisive is not a label. That's an adjective. Yeah. But I've been called. Um, uh, divisive. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, whatever. Left. Leftist. Uh-huh. Um, you know, di- different, different things. Uh, ethnocentrism or whatever. You know. Yeah. You know um, and so, and I would reject all of those labels, everything that I just said, I'm like, I'm not any of those things, but there are aspects, there are, there may be one or two things in those who would say they're those things. Like there's, there's some things I might agree with in all those categories, you know? Um, so, so yeah, I, I, like we're kind of going back to is, yeah, I didn't, I didn't like being labeled that way. And so maybe, it makes me want to be careful about labeling anyone a nationalist. I almost, yeah. I was talking to my son the other day about like how to deal with uh, some, some stuff. And we were talking about, man, we really want people to self, we want, you want to get your conversations in such a way where they self confess, confess yeah. is the word I'm using, okay. but confess sounds like negative, but where they self declare, you know, yeah. where you, instead of you coming in and you work from an assumption, you want to try to get the conversation where they tell you, yeah. What what they what 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 they are or what they're dealing with, and then you get to go off of what their own words are about themselves. Right. I think I think maybe even 
this conversation has that kind of vibe. Well, yeah, and I think you're right. And so I think even for our conversation here today, I think it's less about, you know, thinking through who are maybe the nationalists, maybe, I don't know, we still probably do it, but even helping us think through like nationalism, right? Like, cause you know, again, yeah, no. much like everything else, uh, nationalism has its, it, it's, it, it's, it's an actual thought process. I mean, there are different types of nationalism. There is classical nationalism, there is liberal nationalism. And, and ultimately from a, a, a defining aspect of nationalism, it, it functions uh, in kind of, it functions in kind of two ways. Uh, nationalism first is um, it's kind of the attitude that the members of a nation have when they care about their national identity. So that's one, it's an attitude, but then it's also an action, right? It's the action that these said members of this nation take when seeking to achieve or to sustain some form of political sovereignty. Um, and so you have these, again, sort of as, as sort of definitions, if you will, these sort of attitude and actions of people and how they deal with the nation that they're a part of, uh, that when you see, I think, people you know, maneuvering through these spaces, whether you see that they're exhibiting a kind of attitude that is specifically about the nation where they, where they live and, and claiming that identity, that they are practicing a kind of nationalism, whether they you know, uh, label themselves that way, and even the actions that they take. Okay, so what kind of actions uh, do people take for the preservation uh, of their nation um, or to, you know, to, to continue to maintain a kind of political sovereignty over their nations. You could, you could throw out from an action standpoint, I mean, there are conflicts, there are actual physical conflicts, right? Like if people try to come and, and invade your space, when you fight back, uh, you are practicing a kind of nationalism because you are trying to protect the political sovereignty and the sovereignty of the area that you are there. Uh, I think the building up of a military is a kind of practice of nationalism for those purposes of defending the nation. Uh, you know, the conversations people have around, you know, we can go all the way back to Colin Kaepernick, right? Like kneeling at the flag. And what does it mean to, you mentioned earlier, this type of, this converse, this uh, word patriotic, right? Is a kind of attitude that we have about the nation that we are in and our national identity uh, is a kind of conversation around nationalism, right? I mean, is, is that helpful as to kind of get us started? Does that- Yeah, kind of get us in that, in that space. And, you know, a lot of times I think when we talk about nationalism we attach some moral value to it so we're saying that it's it's a good thing or a bad thing hmm. you know where are you with that do you feel like feel like nationalism is a moral positive or a moral negative or or you know, it just depends on what's happening in the nation right um i think um i think there are probably there are probably different groups that see it see it uh, as as positive um, more regularly than those who see it potentially as a pejorative, right? Um, and I think that's where you know even in this conversation, particularly right now, American nationalism, or just sort of yeah, that's a general. good that's a good clarification. American nationalism, uh, particularly. Um, I, I've been to lots of other countries, but I haven't really spent as much time thinking about. Um, the ways in which they they kind of think of nationalism uh, in other countries. So I can't speak you know fluently to that. Um, mm -hmm. But I think just in our country, I think you know let, let's take the present moment. Um, what we find, and again, it's generalization, but um, a large majority of of those who are um, people of color, particularly black, um, struggle um, with you know being too 
nationally minded during this time of, of this environment we're in. And yet um, African-Americans have been, well, some would say the most patriotic uh, of, of some of the cultures that have been here, even considering uh, the history that it's had, just because considering the history that African-Americans have had in this place, the fact that they would go fight in wars, uh, that they would have military positions at all um, to, to engage in that space is, is considered a kind of patriotic, 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 uh, expression. And then you took it to, to you know, one of the, the most popular leader of African-Americans through that to come through Martin, Dr. Martin Luther King, part of his, you know, famous, I have a dream speech is really kind of saying, Hey, we, we believe that this nation is a great nation. We believe in the constitution. We're just asking that the constitution actually work for us as the way, you know, as it has, it was supposed to work at the beginning. So this is kind of like, um, uh, value, uh, that they have or that people have, uh, particularly I was talking to the African-American community at that point, um, for the country because it recognizes that um, it's supposed to be doing something for us that maybe we just haven't experienced, which is why there's a struggle even now to kind of go, I don't know, I'm struggling with nationalism because it's not doing for me what it's supposed to do. So that would be one way I would look at it. But, you know, I there's, I'm sure. It, it so, it, well, it sounds like it's like, it sounds like it can go, it sounds like it's uh uh, objective? No, no, no. Subjective. Uh, subjective. Yeah, that's probably right. Yeah, because um, it can move. It, it, the mood, your mood. The question is, <laughs> what do you think your nation stands for? Yeah. And in, in the answer to the question of what does America stand for? We're going to talk about American national. What does America stand for? Mm-hmm. The answer to that question. Let's say you answer that question first and then you ask the question, what well, do I agree with that? Do I want to fight to maintain that? Yeah, I think that fundamentally forms your American nationalism. The answer is this, the the yes answer to yes. I believe in the I believe in the American ideal. The American ideal is blank, whatever you've determined that is. Yeah, and I believe in that, and I want to fight to promote and protect, protect that. Yeah, yeah. and um, the question becomes, what is the American ideal that you're fighting for? And I think in the moment that we're in right now. I think everybody's a nationalist. Yeah. But I think everybody's I what they think America, the ideal for America is is different. I think it feels like it's different. If we, there's not a united conception of what um, America should stand for. I know what's written in the constitution. Right. Even, but it still feels like right now when someone comes to me and say, "Hey, you're an American nationalist." What I'm thinking what what that means currently is yeah. a conservative Republican who voted for Trump and is looking to get Trump back in the office or some someone like him. You know, it doesn't that sounds more Republican than American. Sure. You know, of course, Republican would say we're Americans and sure. we're patriots. And nobody's and so disagreeing they, so, with that. <laughs> right. And <laughs> so for them, clear. well, well, they would say they're the real Americans. Yeah, so for the them, point. that that whole thing is. The whole thing is patriot, but um, Democrats are Americans as well. And many people who are not big fans of Trump also believe deeply in the concept of America and would call themselves patriots. Uh, But they feel like they're defending a different America in their brains than the other nationalists. You know, that makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. It's uh Again, it's the it's the space. I, I love that you're talking about you know this recognition of both our nationalists, if you will, 
um, I think that that maybe can create an opportunity for people to kind of come together and kind of go, can we just agree that we're both fighting for an ideal of America? We're just not, we're not clear on either a is my ideal, the only ideal, or is my ideal a part of the ideal that, that you're fighting for as well. Right. Like, right. Um, I, I think this, what, what I find interesting though, too, is that this conversation gets heightened as far as, you know, patriotism and, and idealism, as far as what America is concerned. And really some of this, what, what you would say is the, the current thought about what nationalism is sort of this pseudo, you know, Republican conservative space, uh, which I'm not saying as a pejorative, I'm just kind of saying it as a, a fact of what people are, are articulating as far as. Agreed. Me too. For, um, the, for the, yeah. Yeah. Neutrally sure. stating that. Exactly. Observation. Exactly. Um, I think um, what's interesting is that a good, like this, this is not the first time that this kind of thing has happened. Right. And I find if you kind of walk through history at many of the great or the, the significant points in the conversation about race and equality, um, we find that this, this heightened exploration, if you will, of nationalism comes up again or of what it's like to be an American. Um, and I wonder if that's because there is a sense when you have the conversation about race that you are commenting on America at some level. And so there becomes this almost uh, resurgence of protecting America's um, protecting America's reputation, if you will. Um, and so I, I, so that's just an observation I've had too, is that, I mean, you can go back to the civil war, you can come to the, um, uh, the civil rights movement, and you can come to even now, which some would call a new civil rights movement, right? And again, we, there's all kinds of conversation on what civil rights means at this point. But I think there's this resurgence, whenever you're having very intensive or intense racial conversations, this conversation around what it is to be American and how to act American seems to come up again. Yeah, um, it's almost like the real America, right? Sure. You know? Yeah. You know, what's, what's, what's it mean to be a real American? You know, there's the pseudo-Americans that... And perhaps some would uh, would adopt this concept that the pseudo Americans are the immigrant or the or those who have um, moved here, if you mm -hmm. will. Uh, whether they moved here, uh, they <laughs> themselves the moved will. here, or their parents, <laughs> or against their will, or their parents moved here and they were born here, but right. but they weren't really, you know. So there's this concept of the real America out there, and um, and and. And that has inside of it people, a, a kind of look, it feels like, a kind of person. Yeah. It has a, in it a kind of a set of ideologies or a set of ideals that, um, or practices that we are definitely going to hold on to. Yeah, cultural values. Know? Yeah, these cultural values. And so, um, and those things aren't necessarily constitutionally defined, I wouldn't say. Like, not all sure. of those things. Sure. You know, like, some of those things, like I think it's on the front end, you say we're real Americans because we we protect the Constitution. Yeah. But I think it's a social element to this nationalism sure. that goes way that 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 says. People who look this way, believe this way, um, do business this way, uh, you know, create rights and laws this way, like that stuff. 
um, is not necessarily constitutional. It's just some abstract idea of what what the prototypical America is, and it will, we just don't have really good definitions. Except it seems like this the, the nationalists that we would say right now, those that I've mentioned before, the ones that we would say stormed the Capitol. I think they would call themselves nationalists. You think so? Um, I think they would. I think I think I that think just call themselves patriots. Maybe they're not labeled, but themselves. I think yeah. I think but they again, would name the, They would probably make that the same the slight distinction. Yeah, you think, yeah. You think you, I think they were proud to call themselves a nationalist because they would say, "Well, we absolutely defend our nation and promote the interests sure. of our nation against the tyranny of whatever X Y Z adversary that they've identified." You know, and they sure. would proudly, you know, do that. And um, they would. The problem is maybe they've misidentified the enemy. Maybe, you know, I was, I was, I was, I was putting on my post, my Facebook the other day, you know, I was reading through Matthew five and I keep coming back to the, what Jesus says, Hey, yeah. love your enemy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was sitting there thinking like, okay, so how do you define enemy really? You know, sometimes it's silly. Sometimes this is a exercise in futility to kind of overlook at a word. And sometimes there's something, something more there, but I was sitting there thinking like, who is an enemy really? And it, it made me think, like, if I'm on a sports team, I'm on a basketball team, um, I'm on the same team with some guys, but they may have a difference in opinion in how we run the play that we run or whether we should run the play that we're running. And they may argue with me about that. We may get into a, a fight in, in practice. Fisticuffs. Or a physical fight. Yeah, may, maybe fisticuffs. But, you know, we're going to be like, <laughs> you know, that's a dumb. It. it just felt like a fun a, time to it, say it. It felt like, it felt like fisticuffs. <laughs> you got to get it in once a day. Fisticuffs. Uh, but but two people arguing with each other with a difference of idea, does that does that make an enemy? Mm-hmm. You know? And so the question becomes like nationalists have decided modern day, the nationalists I it feels like, let me, let me, let me tell you what it feels like. All right. It feels like the 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 nationalists that that we're kind of identifying as that I'm identifying as modern day uh probably the conservative, the everything that I said about the sure. Republicans, uh, they've identified the enemy of nationalism as Democrats and left leftists, not yeah. Russia, maybe Russia too, but the primary, not, not the outside forces, but the issue that they have, they've identified an enemy internally, which means that perhaps in their brains, they're defending America and these other people yeah. hate America. Yeah. Right. They're the enemy of America. Mm-hmm. But when you go to this other side and you ask them, they love it turns out they love America, too. You know what I'm saying? Sure. And so yeah. the question is, is is is, you know. The problem I think we have is that we maybe have misidentified who our enemies are and we're basing that enemy designation on disagreement when disagreement can happen with people who are on the same team. Yeah. Um does that make sense? What I'm yeah, saying? no, yeah, it totally makes sense. I was trying to when you said that, it made me think of like because you were, you know, you were making a distinction of kind of the modern day uh, nationalists, and I started thinking, what does the historic nationalist look like? Right, like you can go all the all the way, obviously, back to you know the Revolutionary War, and mm-hmm. you would say that the colonists were the nationalists, right? They were like, we want this country to be the way we want it, and so we're fighting against the quote unquote enemy that is, you know, Britain, uh, so that we can have you know, be able to, you know, kind of have our own government here and we don't have to deal with all that mess, right? So you've got that battle, that revolutionary sort of spirit. Rebellion, revolution, all those kinds of things, which were okay back then, 
are, are, are being done. <laughs> then you get to you get to um, blow it up. Let's start all over. You're like you're like, you're like 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 we, we we hate that stuff. Like you do realize that's how you realize that's how we started, right? Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you could, I mean, you could. Well, I'm not going to say uh, uh, the 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 nationalist spirit could also be. Uh, plugged into even the, the the those who left Britain to to come to this country, right? Like a separation, right. like we want to have our own space, our own political sovereignty in some ways. Right. Uh, where we can do what we want to do, practice our religion the way we want to practice, practice our stuff the way we want to practice. You could say that, that that nationalist spirit is kind of in there, right? And then you move to the Revolutionary Wars. Then you move to the Civil War, right? And you see, again, you have a nation that's existing, but there's a segment of the nation that is is unhappy with the what's what's going on and says that's not truly america what you want to do we are going to secede from you to actually keep america the way we think it's supposed to be and again this is one of those places one of the major places where race was a huge thing and again i was talking to my son was um uh was he was has a history test today and so we were talking through i always am checking I'm always checking the history teacher. I'm like, okay, let's let's talk about like, and he said, yeah, we're talking about you know the slavery and our, our civil war. I was like, okay, so what is your history teacher saying is the purpose or the reason the civil war happened? He's like, Dad, every all my history teachers said that the civil war happened because of slavery. All right, all right, cool, right? And people are like, it's states' rights. It's like the states' rights to do what to have slavery. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Read the secession proposals. You will see the slavery piece in there. So I'm not going to spend too much time on that. But I just want to say these people are, are are breaking away from what is the false America to create what is they believe to be the truer America. And the reason is, in this particular case, it's around race. It's around, uh, really, it's slavery. It's around uh, humanity and, and the ability to treat one human uh, inhumanely, uh, even though that's the opposite of the Constitution. I'm throwing in my own little things here, as you can see. Yeah. But no, this is, so, so that is where things are, are breaking away. So that's a nationalist. But you, you can kind of go, again, to the point that you were saying, to a, another kind of nationalist would be the civil rights movement. Right. Where you get this folks and I would say, you know, uh, civil rights uh, leaders and, 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 and followers are saying not necessarily a breakaway, but they are they are battling against what is the this standpoint of America to say, no, this is America. This this sort of where everybody gets to have all the rights and privileges together. So. So, yeah, I'm, all I'm doing is that's kind of the historic maybe civil rights uh, or uh, nationalists, if you will. Um, so. I don't know. It just sets the stage to think about like, what does that mean? Even today, we've got a group, if you will. Um, and I don't know which group would actually say this, but they feel like they're breaking away from whatever this America is to, to actually. I, think both, I know no, that's I what think, I'm saying. They're both I think kind both of them are saying it in one way or another. Yeah, you know? yeah, exactly. Exactly. But, but there's one side that has been mainly given that title uh, and, and again, to the point that we've already said earlier, maybe that's not the appropriate title, even if that's, that's not a title that should be just allowed to be put on that sort of, you know, conservative uh, Republican thing, but you can put the same on the other. Now that creates a, that creates a problem, right? When you start saying both are nationalists, right? Right. Like I'll even, right, I, I, I think I've told this story before. I'll tell it quickly though, but it's just like when I was at the Rangers game with my kids and I haven't told this story on that probably have, but I'm gonna tell it again. I was with, took to, took, took my, my family to the Rangers game. Of course, I'm sitting in line at the concession stand when the when the national anthem goes, right? I'm not really, oh, I'm, yeah, yeah. I told this, yeah. So I'm sitting in line, and 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 people are doing the national anthem. We could talk about whether I, you know, what I do during the national anthem. 
But all that to say is once the national anthem was over, this guy in front of me, I'm texting my, my Lisa uh, about some stuff. And, uh, and then this guy gets into this argument with this guy behind me. I wasn't really paying that much attention, but he leans to me later and he goes, Oh, I'm sorry for doing that. I was like, what are you talking about? Uh, I just, I just, this guy wouldn't take his hat off for the national anthem. And I was really upset about that. You know what I mean? And to which I said, um, yeah, that is, that's tough. I mean, but that's kind of the fun part about freedom is that he has the freedom to not take his hat off and you have the freedom to take your hat off. So both are practice. And so in that sort of space, both are practicing nationalism as a sense, as far as the ideals of America, it's just, they disagree with each other's practice of it potentially. Right. But at least yeah. he definitely disagreed with uh, the practice of keeping your hat on. So to your point, there's some sort of cultural, rightness or categories of values that we've labeled as being as being uh, stereotypically nationalist. And when you don't do those things, you are anti-nationalist or unpatriotic. And some of those things are keeping your hat on during the national anthem, kneeling during the national anthem, not saluting the flag, things of that nature. So, right. Which, yeah, which this kind of goes back to the subjective comment we're making before. Sure. So it's like, what is America? Mm. And what exactly are you protecting? Right. And, and it turns out because you're protecting potentially two different aspects of America, you find yourself adversarial mm. when it doesn't have to be adversarial. There's conflict there, but yeah. it doesn't have to be adversarial. And then the nationalist conversation doesn't have to be, or rather the nationalist label. Right now, it is kind of being floated about as a pejorative, Yeah, you know, uh, to, to, for, society to say that you're a nationalist is to associate you with an extremist way of thinking. When, um, when I would say, again, anyone who's protecting the, 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 their, their idea of America is like, I would under a certain category, I'm a nationalist. Sure. But I'm not a nationalist in the sense that I'm going to go and, you know, storm the Capitol because I don't believe that protects the America that, I understand America's trying to be. I don't think that helps. So to me, that hurts more than helps, you yeah. know, but. But, but um, the, key, the key would be thinking but, through, like we've done before. It's like the question to, to you and to maybe me, because I would say the same thing is, is there anything that would be done in this country that would make you go storm the Capitol? You know what I yes. mean? Like, yeah. Oh, well, I don't know about it. I mean, I suppose. Yeah, I, I, mean, I think you know. I don't know. I don't know. As an analogy, I don't know if it's my personality. Yeah, I know you. You, you personally and, probably wouldn't do it, but you know. What <laughs> well, I mean? actually, just, my core personality probably would. Oh, I, fair I enough. Step that, I stepped that guy down yeah. quite a bit, yeah. <laughs> but but I don't think I would allow myself to do that. But I will certainly protest or speak out or you know make make my voice heard. Uh, but I think just in, generally, in like as a, way. as a as a thought process, is there something you know so either horrible in your mindset or offensive or bad to, to use just a, an easy word um, that you would battle against it. You would, if they were, if they were in the Capitol um, slicing babies in half, right. Would you storm the Capitol to go stop that? I'd like to say yes then yeah, to that. Yeah. Well, it's just, or, yeah, or if they want to re reinstitute slavery, sure. Or, um, 
you know, get so blatant as to do something as that, so long as we're in the hypothetical. Yeah, it's all hypothetical, true. <laughs> right? But yeah, so yeah, I, I suppose there would be something that someone could do to make me want to take that strong in action. But the question then becomes, am I acting on the, on the behalf of the nation? Yeah, that's a good question. Or good. is it myself? Is it my self-interest? And, yep. and maybe those things are intertwined. Uh-huh. You know, um, are they so intertwined that you can't necessarily? Yeah, like pull pull them apart. Yeah, because it's it's just what I see as what politics is supposed to be. Mm -hmm. Um, Again, if we're in my head, if we're talking about if we're talking about uh, sort of the Constitution, the way things were set up. When you say checks and balances. Yeah, that implies difference of opinion. Mm-hmm. difference of approach that really implies conflict is it is yep. at some point unless of course you check and you're like great 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 and there's this agreement all the time but but the implication is that eventually someone will probably need to be checked yep. and when there when that check-in is happened conflict is a part of that checking and that conflict is good that that base level conflict you know um and somehow we got to the place where it's no longer checks and balances. It's we're right, you're wrong. You know? Yeah. And now it's just my camp versus your camp, where we're enemies, not working together. Right. Who have different ideas. And therefore now you're un-American. Your idea is un-American. And, right. and, and that raises the stakes to a place where division is inevitable at that point. Like you can't, you cannot work together with your enemy yeah. with you with it with someone you perceive to be your enemy when um yeah so i i just well, think as that long as that is, as you said it before you can work with your enemy because people get in there and do work with their enemies all the time but if that enemy is the devil right yeah. you can't work with the devil because there's nothing right. that's true. positive to get out of the yeah devil. yeah it's demon it's demonized yeah and yeah. so you're like you know i'm not gonna work with it and so that's where we we are at this place right now where nationalism means my ideas, anything not these ideas, is the enemy of America. And that's and that to me, that's the tragedy of modern day if I, nationalism, you know, yep. what it's become. It's become one-sided, and the only way is this way, without room for um conversation about how to achieve the same ideal American ideal mm-hmm. using, you know, using different, different ideas to get there, you know, and it just doesn't seem like we're able to do that right now. And so we got people who just retreat to their corner or just secede. They want, even tech, we're in Texas, man. We, we know that they've been talking about plant. You hear a little rumors about secession all the time. Texas yeah. needs to be its own, you know, Texas is the, yeah. Yeah, no shame. proudest state there is. Yeah, they, we we believe we could be a country because <laughs> we have been one. So yeah, no, we're gonna be a country. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want to get into Texasism. No, no we're but, not gonna get into that for sure. But 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 it just feels like it feels like a, a it feels like a weird thing, you know. Yeah. But but I think that most people in America are nationalists, you know. Yes. Um, at at a fun at the the, the basis level of what nationalism means. Right, where they're you know, fighting for the ideal of their yeah. I'm sure someone from an ivory tower with some with some 
academic definition of nationalism will come in and say, no, actually nationalism is all of these things and adapts these particular, and that's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is the fundamental belief in America and the desire to make America its best potential place and to achieve the ideas and ideals uh, we believe America wants, you know, has, has claimed has mm-hmm. desired for itself and to pursue that. Um, I think, I think most, I think most people living in this country are nationalists, you know? Uh, um, yeah. And, so there, anyway. and, and to your point, I, I again, I, I think I mentioned it earlier on. I mean, you've got two major types of, uh, Oh, look at that. Always a, always a phone going off someplace. Uh, there's two major types of, of nationalism, right? You've got classical and liberal nationalism, right? So these are two of the things that we were even discussing. Like there's, there's, there's all the places where you would think the liberal nationalism would be, you would find predominantly in the democratic camp, the classical you would find in the Republican camp. And both again, are nationalists in the midst of that. I think to kind of maybe pull it out of the weeds even a little bit here for a second, just, okay, you know, I was looking for, you know, just multiple definitions, just in the research of it, just kind of thinking through, okay, what are some multiple definitions? And one of the definitions that I thought was interesting too is um, I think this is a Britannica, right? Like, which, no, this is Webster's, right? So you've got Webster, you know, Webster, the one who read it. Anyway, there's lots of definitions. The wisest man ever. Yeah, Webster. exactly. But, but, <laughs> but created a definition that made me think about something. So it says loyalty and devotion to a nation, especially uh, a sense of national consciousness, exalting one nation above all others and placing primary emphasis on promotion of its culture and interests as opposed to those of other nations. So that's, again, it's not as deep in the, the weeds as kind of international but or internation, but this sense of America as, uh, or at least for us, we would say America as the nation that is above all others. Um, the culture of America and the interests of America are, um, are greater than uh, our are to be upheld if they are opposed to other nations, if other nations oppose mm-hmm. them. Um, so I don't know, did that, what did, did that hit you in any kind of way? Like any thoughts jump it, into it, your mind? Uh, it just makes me think that nationalism, it just, it's, like you said, it makes it more broad than the way we're talking about it. Sure. And, and the way maybe some people think about it, because um, right now nationalism is a, is, is a political idea, mm-hmm. not a national idea, you know, in, in the way it's working in modern society. Well, I think the way we're I thinking think, about it. But I think there's some things like, I think if you think back to even uh, to talking about it politically, even some of the ways that the political parties have kind of articulated their conversation around America, um, you can look back to uh, 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 President Obama and the idea of, this America is engaged and concerned about other nations and kinds of the things that are happening in other nations. Um, and some would say to the detriment of America itself. And then you would go to, you know, uh, president, um, the president that came after uh, Obama, uh, Trump, and you would say America first. Right. And so you have this sense of, 
the ideal, again, the ideal of America is we are open to engaging other nations, even the welcoming of other people into the nations. Um, but then you've got sort of, again, this other idea of, no, it's America first. We need to concentrate on just making sure that we have everything we need and then not worry about other countries. And to the point where, hey, we, we want to actually to, to make sure not only do we control who comes in, but or we stop, we slow down who comes in, but we control who comes in. And there are people who are, who are um, desirable to come into America and people who are undesirable. Uh, to come into America, right? So y- there's you see how there's this this thing of what is America's what is America's role uh, in the world? Uh, who are quote unquote our enemies? Uh, how do we deal with them? And uh, well, that's just one section. There's another section we can go into even more so. But politically, I think that that's where some of that plays out. And even the idea of multiculturalism, right? Like we talk about that. Like, hey, we want to see the church be multicultural, whatever. But if you get into the political realm. And the, the nationalist conversation, there's a lot of discussion around the idea of whether multiculturalism is a positive thing for a country or a negative thing for a country, right? And uh, uh, Europe is dealing with that. I, I read, I've talked about it before. I read a book called The Strange Death of Europe, where they were, people were really having a hard time with the, I, I, to say it, to, to lack of a better word, the browning of Europe, um, because there was this sense that Europe didn't look like Europe anymore. Like the the ideal, and you were talking about this before, the 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 look of Europe and the cultural um, values and majorities um, in Europe were not being be the majority piece anymore. So this multiculturalism has quote unquote destroyed Europe because it doesn't look like itself anymore. Yeah, and this is where, like what you're saying right there, is where the race relation, obviously, the Browning makes it, it makes race matter to the conversation. Um, culture, race, ethnicity, all those things. Yeah, yeah, because... Just for the listeners you know, that would go, race is not a thing. We know that. Oh, uh, The yeah, culture yeah, and ethnicities, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Well, you know, so the brown, but the brown skin, like you, when you sure. said browning, that's a yeah. you know, skin color thing. Yeah. And and so, yeah, the the that part of it. Um, so, so as I try to understand the modern day nationalists, and it might be interesting, I wonder if we could have, now I don't think about it. It'd been interesting to have found someone who's who identifies as a nationalist and <laughs> be like, hey, let me ask you this. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. But but I wonder, I wonder, like, does it mean to them what you just said that America's supposed to not only stand for these sort of virtues and principles, but it's supposed to, like I said, have this kind of look. And because, and that is part of it, that we don't want immigrants to come in, or I keep hearing in my head, and I'm, I've been hesitant to say it, but I keep hearing in my head yeah. the voice of, you know, um, I was about to sing the song. I'm not going to sing the song, though. Um, uh, you're not going to replace us, or they will not right. replace us. Yeah, yeah, that's right. This concept of being replacement, of replacement theory and all this business. And what is being replaced? And a lot of people are like, well, our way of life, what's that? That's culture, that's you know, norms, you know, what are our norms? Um, how will America be branded going forward? What will yeah. be, who, who will be the mascot for yeah. America going forward? Will it still be the blue-eyed, chiseled chin, white male who is a soldier and has a wife and picket fence and- Captain America. Makes good money, right? 
Because yeah. right now, when you think about America, if you want to draw it on a picture, you're going to draw a white guy, probably blonde. You know, you're going to like if you're going to draw a representative. Yeah, it's going to be Chris Evans. It's Captain America. It's going to be Chris Evans. Right. Yeah. And that's just it, you, like, you, you got one person to draw to represent America. You yeah. don't draw a white a white person. Right. Or a white girl, even woman, either two, either one. They're not drawing. Um, They're drawing. Away. They might. They yes, might. It's a white. Depending on who's drawing it, I suppose. But 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 the point <laughs> is, Marvel didn't come into the movies until like movie 12. <laughs> <laughs> that's true and they still don't like her so they're like she gotta go she gotta, gotta get out go. here but the point is that part of the national nationalism conversation includes this protection of how i identify with my nation right and mm-hmm. right now i didn't you know a lot of white people i think identify with america as a white nation mm-hmm. um primarily and uh, the browning of America means replacing some of that whiteness, sure. which is where this statement comes from. You are not going to replace us. And, and on some level, to call yourself a nationalist is to, in, in the way that we're talking about it, not in the proper way, but in the yeah. way that it's being done, this, this sense of protecting America from the, from the other um, and all that the other brings with it, seems to be innately connected to whiteness. Is that yeah. too strong a statement? No. Or no, is, no. is that, is that, no. is that, is that a, is that a, is that a reach? I mean, I, I'm willing to accept that it could potentially be a reach. Let me say this. I don't know that it's a one-to-one all the time. Sure. But I would venture to guess that the people who are nationalists are defending the look, the idea, the you know, all of it. And they're willing to tolerate some brownness, mm. but they don't want to tolerate the predominant brownness, you know, because if it, because it changes everything and may potentially even change how they identify with the nation. Yeah. No, well, look, again, you can look to history and you can just see when, when people say American, they they mean white American. We know that because to be anything other, you have to put a descriptor of, ahead of it. African American, right. Indian American, Native American, right? Like so, to be American is to right. be a white person. I remember I, I probably told this story too. I was in Cuba uh, with a, a group of men uh, on a mission trip, and it was I was the only brown person in the group. We were walking around Cuba. When we walked around Cuba, I was having a great time because everybody thought I was Cuban. Uh, but then we got to kind of our last night and we were getting, you know, getting to the hotel near the, the airport to fly out or whatever. And we were going to this restaurant and we pulled up in the car. We got out of the restaurant and coming out of the hotel about 100 yards away, they saw these white people and they go, oh, my gosh, finally, some Americans. And I was like, uh, have I not been with you this whole time? Is that the only descriptor? And when they when they walked up, these people were speaking French. Right. So uh, even at this point, they, they because they were white people and they're like, ah, oh, finally, yeah. some Americans. And that's, again, I don't think they were intentionally going, we're going to tell you that we are only visual of what America is, is white, but they have been indoctrinated. We have been indoctrinated to think about white or America as white and through all kinds of different ways and not intentionally, some places intentionally, but most of us just have been indoctrinated that way. But we've seen even historically- Real quick though. Well, okay, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say even historically, like you think about uh, what America means, you can go to World War II, Right. When, when Japan bombed Pearl Harbor, um, what the response of the government was, and I know it's people like, you got to be balanced on this, but the response of the government was to find Japanese Americans 
Now, these were Americans. Like these, depending, many of them were born here, but they have a Japanese, they were from Japanese descent, find them and put them in internment camps. Because the idea was, you're not quite an American. You're kind of, you said earlier, a pseudo-American. You wear this, this badge on the end, but you're actually more Japanese, or at least we're afraid that you're going you're gonna to roll into that. And so we need, to, we need to put you in a camp so you, you don't become a problem, right? So we have those things. And you mentioned Charlottesville. You will not replace us. Even the massacre that happened here in Texas in El Paso of that, that gentleman, I don't want to call him a gentleman, the kid from uh, Allen who went down to El Paso and shot up the Walmart. Yeah. Because he was upset that so many uh, Latin uh, people were moving into America, Hispanic people moving into America. So, so I think, again, to your point of there's this kind of mascot out there of what America looks like, even though we all know when we watched the Olympic Games recently, bro, you don't know who's American unless they got the flag. Like, you're like they got the flag. I don't on. know. I, especially I especially would, these days. Yeah, yeah. Which, you know, which it, it, it's probably possibly why we are dominating in that space is because we have this eclectic, you know, group of people from all over the world. I, I don't know that potentially. Um, so do you, I don't know. Do you, do you think that, so, so do you think that means, do you think that that's racist? <laughs> like, would you, would you, you say that? Set it up. I know I was in there thinking, I'm like, so what we said was that there's a there's a look maybe that you're trying to protect about America. Mm. Does that make it a racist thing or what do you what do you think? Like so because I think it makes a lot of sense what we just said. I think what we just said is well, of hard course to we just said it. So you're going to think of course, it makes a of course. Lot of well, we, yeah, we we just said it. We don't we don't disagree with ourselves. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm no, sure there's lots of people. But, who don't. <laughs> no, but what I mean, I mean, I think it's hard. I, it just makes sense that, yeah, you know, if we really think about it, when we think about you know, when we think about America, we we have to draw one person. We're going to draw a white person. There's no dispute about that. Uh, typically, I think when people say America, they would say that it's predominantly white and and. That's not a negative. That's just a, again, that's an observation because the majority of America has is white. Uh, the history of America is white people who have been in charge and set up a lot of things. So that uh, that that tracks. That doesn't mean negative or positive. It just is. Sure. And so um, and so therefore, for someone to have a sense of, hey, I want to protect the country from becoming something that it's never been and remaining what it's always been would mean that that person, part of that desire, uh, in, a, in addition to ideas and ideal, uh, you know, uh, uh, principles and all that kind of stuff, is we want to make sure that we still remain mostly white. Mm -hmm. Because that's what we've been. And if we, and if we don't remain mostly white, we will... I'm going to use the term lose ourselves mm -hmm. and not be the America that we have been. So we need yeah. to protect that. And in order to protect that, to protect that, we are protecting our nation. And therefore yeah. I'm a nationalist. I have a nationalist interest uh -huh. in this race conversation right. and then what to do with people of different, different hues and different cultures. Yeah. So, and, and, so is that, so is that with all that said, the question yeah. is, does that mean that person's race, is that a racist thinking you think? Well, the way I would articulate it is, you know, first you can be, you can be nationalist and not uh, acting racist. 
Um, but the, the way I would articulate it is um, the there are plenty of people who have the attitude that you just talked about where they are intentionally trying to maintain the mascot of of white people as America's majority and as America's identity, right? Uh, and they they would be the people that in the in the the constant conversation around race and racism, they would be the people that would 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 fall into sort of the antiquated idea of what racist the only definition of racist means, which is you are a self-identifying racist, right? Those cats in Charlottesville would be self-identifying, just like we're saying. I wonder if people self-identify as nationalists. These would be like, yeah, we're racist. Like we don't want, we like only white people. We want it, right? The all right, yes, we think white people are superior than anybody else, right? They would even if they didn't call themselves racist, they would ultimately self-identify by their old by their you know what they say overtly. The Japanese internment camps, right? Like yeah, we just think that you guys are going to be a problem, so we need to get anybody who's not white that's Japanese in this you know massacre in El Paso. That guy's like yeah, I just don't want brown people. So these are self-identifying, and so you know racists are are those who who will look at a person's color of their skin and they will you know treat a person uh, differently, uh, particularly and negatively in a different way because of it. So they are acting racist. What I would say is the spectrum actually goes in a, in a weird kind of space is there are plenty of people that are not being racist as they decide and desire to protect the nation and the way that the nation is functioning as a white nation. They may not say that I want it to be a white nation. They may unconsciously see it as a white nation and wonder how we keep that. Um, but they may not be acting as an overt racist, but they may be practicing racism, which is, you know, furthering and wanting to support the actions of the system uh, of America that has continually produced um, um, inequality of racial outcomes uh, and has, you know, benefited some groups more than others. And so to protect this idea of nationalism is to um, is to keep the country being what it has been in the past, which has uh, uh, incidentally benefited white people more than any other. And again, they wouldn't label themselves as I'm doing this to protect whiteness, um, but in supporting this furtherance of nationalism in the way that is current, that the way that it stands, uh, where the nothing gets changed, they are supporting a, a, a system that has had uh, that has practiced racism. Right. So, so, that, so their yeah, so their motivation is is a kind of nationalism, right? That just but, happens to function but, as something that's perpetuating racism. That's perpetuating, right? right. So, yeah. so their first instinct, their first, and so you, it would, it, if that's true, and I don't know. Again, I'm not saying this is true for every 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 time. Yeah. But for the cases for where that's true, that person would say, "I'm not a racist at all. I'm a patriot." Right. 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 Sure. While while participating in things that negatively impact people of different races, uh huh, in the name of patriotism. Sure. In the name of their their view of patriotism. Yeah. And and so they can say, hey, listen, I love I love people of all colors and hues, and I treat them all fine, and I'm friends, and all the things that we we hear, but I'm going to protect our nation mm-hmm. against <clears throat> losing itself. Right. And in so doing, uh, if that means that I promote ideas that hurt other other races, then it's a good hurt. I mean, but they wouldn't say those. They wouldn't say those. I think I think I think it. But I think it's in effect happening. And I think that those who are in racial groups are seeing that they see what's happening. 
and they feel the racism effects in yeah. that or the race the race the, the effects of the racist actions while um not you know w- without giving thought to the nationalism bit because obviously if you're a different if you're not white you don't have a vested interest in particularly keeping America as white as possible. Like you, it, it may be something that you don't have any real thought about, but it certainly isn't something that motivates you mm-hmm. to say, oh, we got to do something about this, right? You're well, probably thinking, if you're brown, you're probably thinking, sure, well, you know, it's, we get, America's an immigrant nation of immigrants. And so we're all here, let's, the more yeah. the merrier, right? And so you're probably not thinking about nationalism and, and its connection to, to sort of whiteness. And so- when when these actions show up, you can't see the nationalist motivation. All you see is the racist effects of yep. those actions. Well, that makes sense. Thing, yeah, yeah. The, the only thing I would so say it's is, almost two different conversations. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, the only thing I would say is there are plenty of people of color who are the stereotypical in our modern day sort of stereotype of nationalist. There are plenty of people of color who are nationalists right now. You know what True. I mean? Who show up at on the you know if we say if we say that J- January sixth was an example of nationalism um, gone wild, you know what I mean? If we would say that there were there were people of color there, uh, and so that's where again this is where people say you know can people be you know racist? Yeah, people can be racist if they want to, but like you're saying these kind of different conversations, th- those people of color are not are not necessarily looking at the protection of America as the protection of a status quo that will negatively benefit people of color they many of them and this is why this is where the conversation even gets more complicated many of them would would argue that america is has has it i don't think they would argue that america has not been a racist uh, a company a country that practiced racism but they would argue that it doesn't do it today right so there's no there's no racism in america the system is not broken the system is fair there's no problems many these are people of color who would say this Right. And so it's easier for them to jump into a nationalist conversation and fight for this nation because they believe that this nation has actually is actually a nation that has created all the components that is are needed for people of color to succeed because many of them have succeeded. And so they say, well, I succeeded so other people can do it, too. They would potentially say it's just some people of color are just not as good or just there's something wrong with that community that keeps them from succeeding the way I've succeeded. But it has nothing to do with the system. It has everything to do with personal behavior. Right. And so that's why you know, sometimes you get into this conversation, you're talking about people who who would who would be the kind of nationalist that would be kind of a classical nationalist, like what we're talking about in modern day, um, as far as the, the stereotype goes. Uh, and they would, the reason why they don't think of it as racist because they don't think that systemic racism is real. And so either they have fooled themselves or either intentionally done it so that they can sleep at night, or they just really don't think that systemic racism is real. So it's easier to be a nationalist on that side. And if you're a person of color and you don't think systemic racism is real, yeah, a nationalist sounds good. We can jump in on that. So it's, it's a complicated space. And, and yeah. here's, let me let me yeah. transition because this because because everybody's protecting something different. Yeah, you know the 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 brown person sees sees again you know broad. You know I'm not saying every brown person, but the brown person says I see America and I see a country that 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 says I'm worth something on yeah. on paper. Sure, that says uh, that I should have freedoms and liberties, and I'm a man and I'm a I'm a human, and and on paper that ideal of protecting me and my rights and my liberty and my pursuit of happiness 
is something I can get in on. The rest of the countries don't seem to be doing that very well. At least they haven't stated. You know, that's what that's what Brown thinking. Yeah. And so nationalism is that for them. And it's like, yes, let's uh, fight sure. for America. Right. right. And let's go and get rid of, you know, any 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 quality, any uh, you know, violations of rights and these kinds of things. Mm-hmm. And they and this other group is thinking the country's been pretty good so far. Yeah. Let's just keep everything in place because if we start changing stuff, then we're going to lose our country. And right. so they're not thinking about, you know, it's just the different focuses and they would call themselves not, you know, right. nationalists. And, and the one side in protecting America is actually hurting Americans. Um, you know, uh, racially. And then that side who's being hurt by racially is like, hey, the very thing that we're fighting for is what you are fighting to maintain, <laughs> you yeah. know, f- fighting fighting to eliminate or fighting to ignore or what have you. And and then it, it turns out you got one nationalist against another nationalist. Yeah, but you actually just said something that's out there, right? It's There's a group that's saying you are trying, it, it, is this what you're saying? You are trying to destroy white people. Like your nationalism is trying to destroy white people and white, yeah. po- you know, possibilities both, uh, where both, we had both. all the possibilities. Now we get less of the pie and that's yeah. that's destroying us. And right? both. Right. Because we need to be and see, this is where the supremacy starts to show up, because we are afraid that if if we're not white dominant leading leading, that we're going to lose our supreme spot in the world, you know, sure. um, and or. So, so both groups are like, you guys are attacking us with your nationalism. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> both, you know what I'm saying? Both feel attacked by, and under the banner of America. Actual national, national, like neither, neither cause the other, right. Never. Yeah, yeah. And so, and, and uh, unfortunately, the, re- the Republican side has probably tried to brand themselves as patriots more than Democrats have. Mm-hmm. Uh, the branding is, you know, American flags, you don't, you don't see it as much. But I think that, you know, I think I think I think this nationalist conversation is just muddy. Yeah. Messy. Well, to kind of, you know, kind of land the plane a little bit from a Christian standpoint. Yeah. How do we. Like, what part do we play in the midst of this nationalist conversation? Like, yeah, you got you talked about the kind of the two, quote unquote, two sides. Right. Which, you know, we probably it's probably three or four. We just you were just kind of. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. We just, uh, you know, but but we where, we just brain the, dumping today on yeah, this show. Sure. So, so sure. more than likely, there'll be something that's said that we're like, oh, I got to go back and correct or whatever. Yeah, we missed something. You know, there's, there's <laughs> some 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 idea that hasn't been, you know, uh, brought in. But think, like, from, what does a Christian do with this? Like. Well, I would say this: Christians are are are, are kind of nationalists too. Uh, we're, we're kingdom oh. we're king, we're kingdom people, right? Okay, yeah. So if we were to if we were to say, you know, hey, we're citizens of of thy kingdom come, you know, we're part of God's kingdom, and therefore we fight to protect um, the the ideals and the uh, and promote the ideals of of the kingdom with which we, uh, of, of which we're a citizen, then yeah, I would say that Christianity Christians are their own kind of nationalists. We, we fight for the kingdom of God though. We're not, we're not necessarily um, uh, as invested should be in the American uh, or whatever country we may reside in 
deal. Not to say we're not confused, not, not, we don't think about it at all, but I would say that on some level, you know, we're part of a different tribe and a part of a different kingdom. And the same fervency um, that uh, many display, maybe not the exact same, <laughs> but, the, but that fervency, that zeal that is displayed to protect, uh, you know, America and its freedoms and all that should be the same things that we, we, we should be able to bring that same energy to, shoot, not the same energy. We should be bringing that energy to what does it mean to be part of the kingdom, the kingdom of heaven? here on earth and uh to promote and defend uh the the ideals associated with that and to find our identity in christ and not christ is the mascot not to make him any smaller he's huge but i'm saying the picture of christianity is not you or me is christ and yet christ says no but i am you and so he he turns it back on us he says he says uh you are my body you know so you're gonna you're you're gonna signify me so we're going to get icons of me if you will but but christ at, at the end of the day is the is the centerpiece and so we we run at him and the kingdom so i would say where christianity is concerned we probably need to again pull up a little bit from both of the nationalisms and whether it's traditional or corrupted can we say it that way? Corrupted nationalism? Oh, I don't know. If I, I don't know who would who would claim that I, title. <laughs> I'm going. I'm going corrupted nationalism. Okay. This this All version right. where we where we where we pick a version of anyway the one we've been talking about. Yeah. Stereotypically, and I think I think Are you know, we, classical nationalism. Yeah, I think we would. I think we would just. Um, you know, we have to realize our allegiances is to Christ first. Yeah. You know, first, and so I think that's what everybody would. I'm not sure. I'm sure no one's surprised to hear us say that. Yeah. I, you know, I guess you say practically, what does that look like? Well, look, and the Bible is not, un, does not not give us stuff. I mean, you can look at, yeah. you know, the, the, the Israelites sort of uh, in exile in Babylon. You can look at the story of Daniel and you can see what it's like to be in high positions of, of power in a national space uh, and the ways in which uh, they participated in different things. They, they helped um, you know, and, and were helpful in those things, but they also stood up when it was time, uh, when they were being asked to go beyond what they were, uh, that what their kingdom was about. They put themselves out there uh, to sacrifice potentially for that. Uh, and I think that that's what's kind of interesting is that, you know, when we talk about we should fight for the kingdom of heaven, there's an aspect of what Jesus models to us as a fight is a sacrifice. Right. right. Like his is different. Like, you know, much of the time when people think about nationalism is, you know, I gave you that that um, that definition even earlier, this idea of exalting one nation above others and placing primary emphasis on promotion of its culture and interest as opposed to those of other nations. Right. You could think about that from a Christian culture standpoint. We exalt the nation of God more and above all others, place primary emphasis on the promotion of the culture that comes in the midst of the kingdom of God, the interest of God, as opposed to the interest of America or the interest of China, the interest of India, India. Uh, but one of the things that happens, I think, when 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 people start to really get deep into this nationalist place um, is that their struggle for sort of, you know, political independence or national independence, um, it's deemed as heroic um, when you participate in really some cruel types of things, right? Uh, you, you know, you see a lot of sort of nationalism taking place where people are doing cleansings, Right. Where they I mean, you can look at the Nazis, kind of the nationalist sort of approach 
the heroic approach was to cleanse Germany of anything that was not Anglo-Saxon, right? Uh, and so that's that was the approach of being nationalist, uh, a cleansing of mass murders. And Christianity has has practiced that historically, and that yeah. was not the way to do it because the right. model uh, that Jesus says is to to kind of go and be nationalist as far as his kingdom come is to put yourself in harm's way, <laughs> is to die for the very people who you want to be a part of your nation. Um, it is a, it is a, out of love, I'm not, gonna I'm not gonna take your life, but I'm gonna give mine so that you understand because that's actually the nature of my nation. This is actually how we do stuff. Um, right. We are inclusive and not kind of an inclusive where when you come inside, you are going to be excluded inside of the kingdom, right? Because America is very inclusive, but once you get inside, there's all these areas and boundaries of exclusion, right? But in the in God's kingdom, it is very, it has an exclusive aspect to it. There is a, a way, a singular way at which to enter that, that country, if you will. Um, right. But in but it's that that door is open to all. There is not a there's not a border wall. There's not there's not people manning, you know, with guns trying to control it. You don't have if you have to have a passport, it is the blood of Jesus. That is your passport to get in, uh, which doesn't require the shedding of your blood because it was already shed for Jesus. It requires mm -hmm. just the taking it on and imbuing yourselves with it, uh, putting on the lanyard of righteousness, if you will. I say that sometimes so that you can get into the club. Right. <laughs> you got the, you mm -hmm. got the lanyard of Christ uh, upon you. But it's including everyone. It's 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 for it's it's those from every country around the world. And so that creates a really difficult piece for us Christians who are becoming nationalists of a particular nation, because there are so many times to protect the nation as national, let's just say U.S., to protect nationalism in the United States, you have to actually go and fight against people in other nations, China, uh, Bolivia, um, you know, Rwanda. And what the Christian recognizes is that, is that we actually have nationals in all of those nations. We have Christian nationals there. So to now battle against those and to fight against the rights of those is actually putting our brothers and sisters from our nation at risk. It's why I think God gave us in Second Corinthians, he gave us the title of ambassadors, right? We, we go in and we represent, uh, but we don't fully take part in all of the things that are going on in the nation, particularly when it goes against the things of God. So um, I think we got so many models in the Bible to kind of help us with that. And, uh, I, but I think we as, as Christians, and we'll talk about this uh, at our next at our live that we're going to do is I think Christians have historically, at least in America, American Christians, they have historically intertwined America and did some replacement theology, making uh, America God's country uh, as is as as Israel was God's nation from an Old Testament as, standpoint, yeah, his chosen, his yeah. chosen people that they have. And I would say, well, they have placed America as the new chosen people and even labeled America as a Christian nation. And so to to protect America is to protect Christianity and also to protect God, uh, God himself. And that's where I think we Christians have had um, we've had some stuff, but we can't get into all of that right now because I want to just, you know, tease it for our lives. Yeah. Um, you know. Um, but I don't know any, any, any extra thoughts. We can tease that out and, and go deeper in on our live. Um, uh, no, nah, I'm not going to say anything about that part. We can, yeah, we can, we can get into that. That's definitely part of the nationalism conversation though. Yeah. Uh, for again, this, this modern stereotypical version of nationalism. Right. Um, but, but yeah, 
No, I think it's well said. I think you said well with the with with um, what it means to fight for the kingdom, love, sacrifice. Jesus gives us that model. When he stands before politics yeah. with Rome, the Rome, and and he's asked, "Are you a king?" He's like, "Yeah, but of a whole different thing." Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's yeah. like, I, "I got I got a whole different kingdom, and it got nothing to do with what Which what I'll you're do. doing." And he's <laughs> saying it to the most powerful, one of the most powerful leaders of the modern political regimes, right? You know, and he's like, "Look." This sort of politics is not what I'm here ultimately to deal with. You know, I'm dealing with something completely different. Different, and and we follow Jesus. He's our King. So, so we have to consider the ramifications of that statement, even for our modern day um, realities. And what does it mean to pick up our cross and follow? This after he was just gotten beaten. You know, yeah. that's the conversation. He's, he's up there, bloody mess. And facing facing crucifixion, and and he says this, knowing what it's going to mean. So anyway, yeah. interesting ramifications for the deal. Well, hopefully we don't get ourselves in too much trouble today. Oh, I'm sure we did, but that's not <laughs> not abnormal. But uh, again, I, I think I think for us as a Christian to to we get to we get we need to we need to be aware of what we are pledging our allegiance to. That's not to say we can't be part of nations. We we know that, but what are we, who who is the ultimate uh, allegiance to? And I say that who specifically, um, and that's where we have to keep we have to keep wrestling. And we'll talk again more about that when we get to the live. So, hey man, appreciate the convo as always, Mister Antoine and the people here, our uh, colored commentary family. Uh, you know, we got more of these topics that we go a little bit deeper on in the collective, um, bringing in folks to go deeper. And we actually even have some some historians that come through that are, are already in there. Uh, we got Dr. Mark Knoll in there with uh, doing a uh, class that's phenomenal in there. Uh, of course, we've had him on the show as well. But uh, definitely, if you have not uh, signed up to be a part of the collective, get in there. Uh, we are threaded. Yeah, you know what? I think I think in this with, with off of this conversation, if you are, if, let's say you're already in the collective. And yeah, you yeah, want, sure. you're like, man, I thought that, I thought that conversation was interesting. There are some things already in there. Like you said, Mark Knowles, um, American politics, you didn't go to the conference. You guys right. have access to the conference if you're on the inside. And so we talk with him. Soon Chen Ra. Charles, how about uh, say? And Soon Chen. Mark yeah. Charles and Soon Chen Ra also goes in and we're talking about the next evangelical. We talk a lot about, he talks a lot about um, uh, this whole concept of, uh, the browning of America and yeah. the minority the majority and what that means for the church. Uh, that stuff is in there. Really great content. He wrote a book about that before it happened and yeah. has been, I've been looking at that for quite some time. So that's, that is, if you've got the collective already and you want to go a little bit more into what we've gone into, those are some places you can go and, and listen in right now. And if you're yeah. not part of the collective, then you should be go to, we are threaded.org collective. Yeah, and it's the it's a hundred dollars at this right now. It's a, at the time of this recording. It's a hundred dollars to access all of the resources for a year, yeah. um, or you can pay twelve ten dollars a month, and that will be one hundred twenty dollars right. at the end of the year. But why why pay ten dollars when you can just do the whole year? So hundred dollars a month, cup of coffee, cup of a coffee, month, and you get yeah, all this. Couple of them. Yeah. Well, so I actually yeah, Starbucks now is yeah, <laughs> so it's gonna be twelve dollars to get some coffee. Too much, but yeah, but so it's ten dollars, and you and, and you know, we're adding there all the time, and then community and all of that. So, um, uh, it's a really it's it's really good for you if you uh want to grow in this space. 
um, we've we've compiled quite a few resources that we we're really proud of. We hope right and more to come, baby. More to come. Well, and more to come. Yeah. yeah. Hey, thank you guys all for listening. Uh, you know, this is Color Commentary. We love that you get to come in here and hopefully get lots of different perspectives, different lenses, uh, different lenses, uh, colorful lenses even. So uh, we want you to be out there making sure that you are looking through those different lenses. And so as you do so, we tell you at the end of every show to stay colored. You have been listening to Colored Commentary, powered by Threaded, a biblical reconciliation ministry. To find out more about Threaded and Colored Commentary, go to wearethreaded.org forward slash podcast. And to continue today's conversation, follow us on Twitter at Colored Comments.